0: I'm Brandon Eil with BYU-Idaho Radio, and joining me in the studio is Heidi Piper. She's the choir director for Handel's Messiah, uh, the City of Rexburg's production that's coming up in December. Heidi, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: This is a tradition that doesn't happen every year, but happens occasionally here in Rexburg. Tell me why this piece is just so enduring.
1: Oh, that's a great question. So... um well, so I'll, let me. I'll start back. It, it, there's the story of the Messiah itself, and then there's also my own personal um, if, experiences with Messiah. That's a kind of a fun story, and then we have a great history here in Rexburg too. So I don't know how much you want. Yeah, me to Yeah, go talk ahead. About, but, all of it. Well, so the um, Messiah is a piece written by Handel, and he wrote it in um, about 1741. I think. I think he wrote it in 1741. The first time it was it was uh, produced and performed was in 1742. And he did it in Dublin. And um, it was a time, so Handel, you know, is a famous Baroque composer and he was very successful. But at the time he was uh, he was kind of in a slump in London. And so he had written this this beautiful piece. It was kind of avant-garde the way he, he structured it. And he decided to take it and do it in Dublin to kind of try it out. And then maybe bring it back to London after that, and he he actually did it as a, a charity benefit um, in Dublin, and the proceeds went towards a, a orphanage and a debtors' prison, which is cool because that's um, really in line with the message of the piece, you know. It's so the Messiah is they the piece. It's actually called Messiah. We often people say the Messiah, but it's Messiah. The text is all out of the Old and New Testament, and it's all about the life of Christ. So the birth and and childhood of Christ is one section, and then there's um, the, his death and then his resurrection. And um, it's all the text is actually lifted out of the scriptures. So I think that's part of its... It's beauty and it's enduring quality is that it's about such an important subject and it's it's truth. You know, we, it resonates in our hearts because we love the Savior and and pairing that with beautiful music is nothing could be better. Um, one of the things that's cool about Messiah is um, that Handel was a master at composing emotion. You know, he used Baroque music, which is very structured and has a very uh, prominent form to it. But he was so good at, at effect, at emotional effect. And he wrote a lot of operas, you know, which, you know, has a lot of feeling and drama in it. And and so that carries over into this work. It's an oratorio, which um, – an oratorio is like an opera, but it is, is not dramatized. It's more of a concert form. But it has the same kind of feeling of of we have these beautiful arias, which – have feelings and and tell stories and you have a big orchestra and you have the choir that all sort of tell a story and and help us focus on these big emotions so it's just a great piece um when he did it it was pretty popular in dublin and then it was really popular in london after he did that and it just has been growing ever since then and it especially was um Paid a very high compliment when Mozart decided to reorchestrate it, um, and and Mozart just did that so that it could fit a more modern orchestra. Because when Handel wrote it, it was written for a small Baroque ensemble. But Mozart was careful to say he wasn't improving it. You know, he said Handel was the master at knowing how to do those emotional effects, and he was just putting it in a different setting. So, so that's and it's just never stopped being popular. It's done all over the world. Um, Mostly for Christmas, but it's also a beautiful thing to do at Easter. So, So that's a great background in general. Now, myself, I have always loved Messiah because my dad used to play it when I was a kid. He's an organist, and I loved to hear it then. And he actually had me learn one of the solos when I was very little. Um, it was one of the easy ones I, I sang.
0: You say one of the easy ones. <laughs> None of them are easy.
1: <laughs> well, this one is very just a simple melody. It's the He Shall Feed His Flock. And I sang it in church when I was like eight or nine. just seemed like normal to normal stuff to me, and I loved it. And when I got to high school, I so I grew up in New Mexico, and we had a very ambitious um, choir director, and we didn't know necessarily anything different but now i look back and think that was really ambitious but he had us do messiah in high school with the orchestra and we learned most of the big choruses and i sang one of the solos back then and then um the solos that we didn't have covered um this was for a a fundraiser and they auctioned off the solos (laughs) in my my high school and we thought it would be funny my director was a high tenor so we bought the um, soprano solos that are the angel solos for him to sing. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did it. Anyway, so it was just a fun part of my own history. And then, uh, you know, I majored in music in college, and we did it. We did Messiah often. So when I moved to Rexburg, my husband and I moved here in uh, 1999. My husband teaches in the physics department. Um, Messiah happened occasionally with the university, and I love to go see it. But I was dying to sing it. Um, we sing it in our family, um, but it's just you know not the same without the big group. And so somewhere in there, we moved into the same um, ward, uh, church ward, with Darwin Wolford. And so this is like 2010. And I knew that there was an organ reduction of the score because my dad would always play it. So we just asked Darwin, who can do anything, to play the whole thing for us, to do a sing-in. And we invited... You know, I think we just put up posters and invited whoever we could find to come and sing, and we asked our friends to sing the solos, and we just had a little sing-in in a church. I think it was our ward building, which was fun. We didn't realize how amazing Darwin was. I mean, we knew he was amazing, but um, not very many organists can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, just... and
0: he taught here at Ricks College, BYU-Idaho, yes, for years. And... he
1: has a great legacy here. So, so that was awesome. Anyway— it, that you know is kind of the long story, but we started to build this idea that we wanted a community Messiah because um, it's fun to go see it, but it's it's really wonderful to sing it, and you don't you don't have to be an expert to just come and feel that experience. Mm-hmm. So in 2014, um, the women's choir. So I I've, I've been singing with the women's choir here, um, the Upper Valley Women's Choir, for a lot of years, and we decided to try a community Messiah. Um, that year, and we we coordinated with the city, which were they were wonderful to allow us to use the tabernacle. And um, we asked Dallin Hanson, who is the uh, the head of the orchestra, well, that I think is the director of orchestras here on campus, if he would be willing to put together an, an orchestra, and we would use the music that the university has, you know, the scores. And he graciously agreed, and. So he put together an orchestra, and we started rehearsing with um, the women's choir and any community members that wanted to join us. And and we did a big Messiah that year, and it was just wonderful. I think it was a—I loved it, and I I think people enjoyed being able to come in and sing and uh, have that experience with an orchestra. We had great soloists, so that was wonderful, but it was a lot of work, so we decided you know, we probably couldn't do that every year. And we did it again in three years. And that year we did um, a double performance. We did uh, like a Friday, Saturday. We did it again with with Dallin, and he was just wonderful to work with. And everybody loved that. And we were scheduled to do it again in 2020. (laughs) And then we did not do it in 2020. And even in 2021, it seemed a little soon. Um, Singing is one of the worst ways to spread, or the best ways to spread germs, right? So we didn't want to go there. Um and then last so in twenty twenty two we decided to try it again, although uh then we changed gears when the city had the opportunity to do Saints on the Seas, which is the production that we did last year, and we decided we can't we can't do both. So we did a small sing-in last year. We had three organists from the university come in and split up the pieces we wanted to do and and we kind of went out on a limb and just invited people to come and sing that night. We didn't even have practices. And I was really pleased people came and they could do it. People know the Messiah. And we had soloists, and it was it was lovely. But anyway, this year we decided we wanted to do something big again. And our Dallin Hanson it, has recently been called as a bishop and is really busy. <laughs> he didn't feel like he could do it this year, which was sad for us, but... Luckily, he as part of a very musical family and, and suggested his dad. And Rick Hansen, everybody knows probably, is an amazing orchestra director and just recently retired from uh, really developing the whole orchestra program at Madison High School for over 40 years, you know. And so he has agreed to direct for us, which we're thrilled. And he'll be wonderful. And we have four amazing soloists. Um this year, we're just keeping a single quartet instead of—sometimes we do like 10 or 12 different soloists. But we have uh, the Busselbergs, who are our professors, voice professors here on campus. Rebecca and, and Paul are going to be two of the soloists. And Rachel Kepner will be our alto soloist. And then we have a, a wonderful tenor coming from Idaho Falls. His name is Jacob Spajut, I believe is how you say his name. Um, And I heard him sing in Lamb of God and excited to have him. So it's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And what always amazes me about this is it is all volunteer. You're just drawing from the musicians in town. How is this possible in such a small town as Rexburg to have this caliber of a production?
1: Well, that is one of the amazing things about Rexburg. I think partly it's a product of the church because um, people do music as part of— of, you know, being a member of the church, you end up singing at church, and we value music a lot in our families. And I think that's part of it. But I also think the university brings a lot of musical talent into town. And then I don't know what the other part is—just magic, because <laughs> <laughs> we we have so many talented musicians in town, and that they can just come and do things like the Messiah is like Messiah. Is uh, just a wonderful thing, and that they love it and are willing to come to do a volunteer thing is is pretty remarkable. And and I think Messiah is is unique that way too, because um, a lot of us really feel like that's the perfect way to to honor, or one of the perfect ways to honor the Savior at Christmas time is to to go and 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 think about His life in such a beautiful way and do it in such a unified way when you sing together it's it's one of the the few ways you can be 100 unified with a whole room <laughs> at the same time and it just feels so worshipful so i just love that part there's nothing i mean one of the main reasons that i love to do messiah is to sing the hallelujah chorus and the amen chorus in a group like that it, there's just nothing like that feeling and if you have a fabulous orchestra and you have people who've rehearsed and and can Sing notes, you know, on on pitch, and and also have that unified feeling. It is there's nothing like it. So I love it. It's worth a lot to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and this happens in the Rexburg Tabernacle. And um, tell me about that space and how this uh, works in that space.
1: Well, that's another wonderful thing about Rexburg is that building. It's such a, a wonderful acoustic setting, um, and it's such a historic building. You know, it's it's our own cathedral. We have here in Idaho, which is super unique. Um, so it's fun to do there. It's challenging to fit our whole group in there because it's not a huge building, but we can do it, and and it is a it's just a neat setting. And at Christmas time, it's, it's so um, picturesque to be in that hall. And to, you know, sometimes we see the snow. Often mm-hmm. we see the snow through the windows. We have light candles in the windows, or uh, beautiful decorations. It's just a lovely setting. So I, I, that's. I think we take it for granted sometimes in Rexburg. That building is a, a unique and beautiful place, and it's and it's great. The city is so wonderful to allow us to to produce this there. So,
0: and you'll have six rehearsals. Is that right? Yeah, six so, or seven.
1: So the choir. We're just actually. Let's see, one, two. I think we have three rehearsals alone as a choir, and then we have a couple of rehearsals with the orchestra. and that's that's basically it. So we start on November 9th, um, and then that's a Thursday and they're all all these rehearsals are on Thursdays. and we'll do um, every Thursday between the ninth and our performance, except for the week of of Thanksgiving.
0: We'll skip that Thursday. Yeah, (laughs) we'll be busy (laughs) that day. And then the performance is Sunday, December 17th.
1: Right. And that was printed incorrectly in the paper, I think, just a typo. So it's not the 7th. Some people are still wondering if that's the correct date. But it's the 17th, which is the Sunday before Christmas Eve weekend. So it's... I think Christmas Eve is the next Sunday.
0: Yeah, that's the Sunday. Uh, do you need more singers? I mean, rehearsals haven't started yet, so so I know we can people take are... more
1: singers. I th- we're in a pretty good place. I have about fifty people wow. that have volunteered and registered with me, um, but I think we could take more. So if there's people that are interested in coming, and we we always have more women than men, <laughs> so which works out okay. If we have strong men, you know that that's that's awesome, but we can always use more. And, and just for, you know, I mean, even if you're thinking, well, they don't need me, it's a great experience personally to just come and have. So and um, the orchestra, I think, is mostly already gathered and they won't have as many rehearsals because most of them have played Messiah many, many times. And we'll, most people who come actually have sung it as well, but it's good to review. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, you know, every year I think, okay, this is year I'm not going to get lost in the amen chorus. And <laughs> some years I there still get lost. There are a lot of amens
0: <laughs> and a lot of hallelujahs. <laughs> that's right.
1: But that's one of the great things about doing it in a group is, you know, we rely on each other. And if one person gets lost, someone else will say, it's where we are. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: Uh, just i've i've been a part of this before and it really is such a special experience to be part of but it's also amazing to be there and and listen and be part of it and there's just the one performance and the tabernacle's not huge um i i think you just need to plan it and get there early <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i think that's true and um parking is always exciting so there's not a big lot there but yeah, if you come early and and just know that it will be pretty full. It'll keep us warm, you know, in the cold December to be in that building together. But it's worth coming for sure. Um, and the concert is free. And it we're not doing the entire Messiah. You know, the whole thing is, is quite long, more like a two-hour thing. And this will be under an hour. Um, so it works well to bring a family. You know, it's fun for kids. And they they are pretty— I mean, I've, I'm always uh, – I try to be sensitive to kids in the audience because I have kids and I know it can be a frustrating thing to bring them to things that are too long for them or whatever. But this is pretty engaging. You know, they they enjoy watching the orchestra and they enjoy watching the soloists come up and, and hear the big – just hear it and feel the sound of it. it. Kids really seem to enjoy it. There will be two numbers that the audience can join us on too if they would like to. So – Um, We're going to invite the audience to sing the Amen Chorus, or sorry, the um, Hallelujah Chorus and um, Foreign to Us. Those are the two that people know, usually. So that will be fun. They can sing along. Um, We are using the Shermer edition of the score, which it's really um, inexpensive if people need, you know, are still needing to buy one when they come. I think you can buy it for $8 on Amazon. Which is crazy. It's such a valuable piece of music. It it could be worth much more than that. <laughs> and I actually found many scores at D I <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy them used online also. And then there's actually a it's in the public domain. So there is a PDF of of this version of the Messiah. Online,
0: even, and that's a lot of pages to print.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be. You'd have to sit there with your phone or something, but um, it is. It is out there to look at. There's. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would print it for sure. <laughs> but, but it shouldn't be too hard to find a score. Yeah. So.
0: Well, perfect. What one last word from you, just just about how special this is and why people should come out and see this.
1: I think it's just a wonderful um, time to stop in the middle of the Christmas season and experience and think about and feel what Christmas is all about and to think about the Savior. And it feels like an offering, you know, it feels like an offering to me um, or or from us to the Savior and a great way to worship. And it's just, it's peaceful and beautiful. It will really make your Christmas, (laughs) makes mine every year, so...
0: Heidi Piper, she's the choir director for Handel's Messiah, Rexburg's edition of it. Uh, The performance, again, is December 17th at 7.30 p.m. That's a Sunday, and it's in the Rexburg Tabernacle. Thanks again for coming.
1: Thank you.